0: Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Jake moves on. It's Chuck's full-time anniversary, and we say goodbye to a good friend. Chuck, how are we doing today, my friend? How are we doing?
1: I am uh, doing doing good. Doing good. Doing good. It has been some ups and downs. But happy it is a happy good day anniversary,
0: day. though. It's a soft anniversary of your full time being co-host with me on the podcast. Obviously you were the meta guy uh for a good portion of time and then uh you know you took you you played fill in for a while and then there was a couple uh episodes uh you know that you missed and then you became full time so happy anniversary
1: thank you it doesn't I...
0: seem that long but it also seems like forever in the best of both ways
1: I guess yes yes that's what it did it seems when you say it's your, your year anniversary, I'm like, it's only been a year, but then that seems like that's been so fast at the same time. So, right. Yeah. It's it's like best of both both ends of that one. So, yes. I am excited for many more to come, hopefully. Oh, 100%. wouldn't
0: have hopefully. any other co host.
1: Oh, good. Uh, I was, I was hoping my yearly v- review was uh, going to come. Yeah, up you, you.
0: Yeah, I actually just <laughs> had mine, uh, and you, you fully exceeded expectations. Yeah, <laughs> so <yeah>. we're, <laughs> we're I, I, There's no no chance of you leaving, uh, or at least um, being let go <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> but I know, right. I'm sorry, I did interrupt you. You were going to say it's been kind of a sad up and down week. Um, why is that?
1: Well, uh, the up and down uh, Pokemon-wise, because we had a good Friday, locals, uh, tested out a deck for Team Challenge, went into Team Challenge, and did not uh, move on, unfortunately. So uh, up and down weekend, like I said, Good Friday had good, thought, good feelings did not execute on, on the, on the game day, as they say. So I am out. I'm sorry, Chuck. I'm
0: sorry. I know, um, you know, I, re- I was really hoping you guys went far, um, you know, alongside us. That way we can have like a, a, a good rivalry there. A little smack talk as we keep going through the weeks. So I know you guys put in the effort, uh, you know, sometimes it's just not in the cards, um, But again, um, it's probably nice being, you know, a part of, you know, another local team, you know, getting that camaraderie up and making guys hungry for next time. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely fun. I mean, this was the store's first ever team challenge event. So everyone was kind of new into it. uh, And we took it. um, I mean, obviously, obviously I was not new into it. So I knew what we were kind of going to be expecting. Brought that experience. We looked at matchups. I thought we had some good stuff. I even sat out this week because I thought I brought the weakest deck. But uh even with the like good matchups, you still gotta get good hands. And and seeing some of the hands we had this weekend, it was just ugh. and uh but you had to do what you gotta do. So yeah. um uh, unfortunately ice, ice 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 Something Ice Something games beat us. So good job well congratulations to ice something games
0: <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah so i mean my week was all right um you know there was a little bit of pokemon uh, i've been playing at the locals like i said you're kind of just like pushing to um trying to improve my game and and maybe uh you know we'll talk a little bit a little bit uh later about um like deck ch- changes to even like the most meta decks um, but it's been going pretty well. Um, you know, at least going X1 for the days at locals is always that kind of the goal. Um, you always want to, uh, you know, have a positive feeling about your deck. And overall, I have. So I've won a couple tournaments, uh, can't come in first or, sec- or second or third, and a couple others. Um, so just feeling good and just really trying to put that time in for Knoxville. I know the meta is going to change up and down. Um, but, you know, the, the top four decks basically have kind of stayed there, and I think they're going to until rotation. Uh, so there's no reason to abandon ship, uh, you know, this far, you know, in advance, especially when there's going to be a couple more tides uh, to change. So um, it was a pretty good week as far as locals and then going into team challenge. Um, yeah, we did. We ended up taking the dub, um, winning five two. Um, I think it was forever 10 gamings that we beat um i think it was just a good uh it it was almost like they were our team and they mirrored our lists um except you know what we benched was different uh and we ended up just coming out on top on a bunch of close games and you know just took it home uh so looking forward to moving on to the next round still trying to uh compete uh, to try to to Try to build upon the top 32 last season, uh, and, and not that we need any motivation in uh, more than we already do. Uh, but Sports Car Junction said, you know, we we improve upon uh, our our record from last year, so you know, going into Taco the round party. 16 or of What's that?
1: Was it Taco Party? I heard, yeah, Taco we're
0: going to. He's going to take us to Taco Party at Patron, a, a really uh, good uh, Mexican restaurant here locally in Pittsburgh. Uh, or at least in the cranberry area um so uh i'm hoping to get some free tacos out of this (laughs) in in addition to all uh you know all the the awesome goodies yeah i know i mean you if we do get to top 16 we'll have to you'll have to invite yourself because you still are part of uh team junction you know you are you do have that sponsorship
1: yeah i know I i have to come over and just uh I would, you know, wear my jersey and be like, I get free tacos, right? Right, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they're going to say no if you have a jersey, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, so looking forward to that. Um, You know, a little bit of prep you know, still going into this week. Um, but before we do that, uh, or before, you know, we talk about prep and just like meta building and all that good stuff, um, it is kind of a little bit of a, a sad week slash happy week i think more people would be happy if you know the general consensus on live was higher than it is um which you know we can talk about live here in a second but uh it is ptcgo swan song it was announced i think today as recording uh tuesday the 31st uh that ptcgo um that that uh that the last set the crown zenith was the last set to be updated on and is basically saying sword and shields uh whenever we get rotation when we get scarlet violet um ptcgo is no longer going
1: to be with us well it didn't say that it's not like with us it's just not getting anything scarlet and violet well so it, in a sense it's no longer going to be with if, us <laughs> if you want to continue playing ptcgo after scarlet and violet releases you will be able to just you won't see any scarlet and violet cards. They won't update the tool thing. They probably Yes, if won't you forever to...
0: want to stay in the Lugia meta, <laughs> play PTCGO.
1: Yes. If you love this meta <laughs> so much, continue playing PTCGO. <laughs> you
0: It'll can have a any... time capsule in, yeah, in, in, until... in 20 years when PTCGO is is still here. You can play Luya Mirror Matches.
1: Uh, but yeah, it'll still be there. Um, I don't know how long they they might leave it around just because uh, it will be the only way to play some of the older stuff. So maybe it sticks around for a little bit, but isn't necessarily the most popular thing because uh, it doesn't have any new cards in it. So who knows? I am enjoying the fact that I I have I have done got myself eliminated from Team Challenge. I have hit the big red migrate button already. Don't and push the button. <laughs> He's I like push, push the button. Push. And I am remembering how many cool gold cards I have to fill out my decks as I'm as I'm going through and editing stuff. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I think
0: my last ptcgo game will be a team challenge game regardless of how we do win lose um anywhere along that journey my last uh uh online game will be playing against some store hopefully not pizza time games or or pizza something uh that we're playing this week um but hopefully it's in a couple months when uh we're top 32 top 16 top 8 getting into the bracket getting uh really cool stuff uh, but yeah live is going away um and instead of just kind of um ranting about you know what kind of client it has been over the years or what kind of client live is um I want to reflect upon PTCGO um and and kind of just remember the good times cuz obviously The app has had its issues. Obviously, we got a new application because overall, you know, a year or two ago, the community wasn't really satisfied with it. Um, But there were still a lot of good things that came out of PTCGO. So I want to start with you, Chuck. Um, What are some things that stick out to you uh, when it comes to playing the Pokemon uh, training card game on this application? Uh,
1: I mean, all the early days of learning... How to play the game really came through on PTCGO for, for me. Um I, I mean I don't have any great big achievement that I remember winning on PTCGO, but you know, I remember the the players' cup grinds and and things of that nature playing in online tournaments. The the client has been been there. Uh it's been good enough for what we needed to do uh it may be like the ugly child in the room that some people kind of say that but you know what the guys always stepped up and provided what we needed in terms of an online client just maybe mm-hmm. not exactly what we want so i tip my hat to it because you know what you let us play pokemon for a while uh, especially through you know the pandemic and everything 100%. Uh, got us through that and you know sometimes it's just time for an upgrade so that's what may or may not be going on right now but hey uh i think it did did great and like you said kudos for what it was i hope hope maybe you get to stick around a little longer for for the those uh some lot players out there that like to play that form, format right. so
0: Nice. Yes. So I think you touched upon a little bit of everything I uh, I had, uh, except I want to expand upon what you said. And I'm going to start with the um, just letting us play through the pandemic. Um, obviously, uh, Pokemon since pandemic uh, has kind of blown up in popularity uh, for one reason or another. Um, the online client allowed players like you and me to get into the game when when, uh, you know, stores were closed, not uh, not available to play online or in real life. Uh, so it really gave us a basis of that, um, and then not necessarily the game itself, but it allowed the community to make, you know, have those online uh, tournaments that really bonded the the community as a whole together, um, through Limitless and, and like you know Sunday Open, all, uh, you know, all those, uh, you know, late nights, uh. All the online tournaments that really boomed when uh, I remember listening to a couple podcasts. Obviously, podcasts weren't really a big thing before. Uh, there were a couple there here and there. Obviously, we had tag team, and I remember listening to them uh, pre-pandemic, saying, you know, that they're worried about the state of the game. Um, not necessarily because of like ADP and stuff, but more, you know, the game might die off because people won't be able to have accessibility to it. People will stop going once you know this is over. Um, and ptcgo was a huge part of binding the community together keeping us together and actually growing as a community obviously me and you are part of that um and we've seen the growth uh so thank you ptcgo for you know that portion of that keeping our community together um to what it is today um you know beyond the online stuff but just kind of really keeping people's interests in that early pandemic or throughout the whole pandemic really
1: yeah yeah Uh um Really kept it kept it going through what could have been, you know, some really uh, stages like dark stages or or, or incredible loss of player base in that time, which we I've seen with other games. So, right, right. I mean, mean, we
0: came from a game that essentially, uh, amongst other things, uh, pandemic definitely kind of helped push that game to really irrelevance. Um, so I'm glad that the online client really kind of helped Pokemon, uh, survive. Um, but within saying that you kind of also did mention the player's cup, um, obviously players cup one, there was a little bit of, um, controversy in how you, uh, compete, but obviously Pokemon TPCI really focused in on, you know, what the community was saying and listen to them going forward to three, four, uh, two, three, and four. Um, I was lucky enough to grind out uh, enough uh, tokens, keys, or whatever they were, uh, points uh, to to qualify for uh, the stage two, I guess, of Players Cup two and three. Um, especially early in my Pokemon career, it really um, was a very satisfying moment seeing you know all that hard work you know that that I was put, you know putting in at the time uh, worked out. And I, I know I told this story before. Um, and this is still one of my favorite Pokemon memories uh is during player's cup 2 uh, I was very much on the Pikaram uh train but there was a lot of Rom hate out there so I I remember uh I was still getting coaching from uh Celia's network uh and you know I I kind of based off of just some conversations with him I I made a couple deck check or changes uh that were way not meta um that ended up uh because there was a it was right when uh Decidueye was still a thing so Decidueye was a huge counter to to mew or uh, to to because they couldn't hit through it uh but throwing in a couple texts that were able to hit through that weren't really in that deck um and actually uh having luke watch me uh as just as an observer um with on while I was live streaming on twitch uh I, I kind of he just wanted I I wanted to see, you know, constructive criticism from him, um, you know, in those moments in critical games. And I, I ended up pulling a, a crazy play in my random tech, won me the you know, round two game. And then I ended up winning uh, that specific tournament uh, to get the whole five points. And then I, I ended up making overall uh, I was I think I was two, three points above the threshold of the cut line. Uh, which definitely those were those games right there. Uh, So just kind of having him there and like the craziness and then us talking through it afterwards, um, PTCGO was there uh, and, and helped make that memory and helped me grow as a player there.
1: Nice. Nice.
0: And then, yeah, for sure. And then one, one last thing. um, And I, again, I've talked about this and we'll go uh, quickly uh, was team challenge last year's run to top 32. Um, not necessarily any of the games that were specifically memorable is just the moments with the team, the celebrations when we had success. And even when we ultimately lost, um, just the camaraderie and us, you know, getting together as a group, um, and really celebrating, you know, all of us newer COVID, you know, generation players, um, for the most part, really seeing our first taste of real success, um, and celebrating each other in this game, um, again, everything that i've mentioned the you know at the start of this podcast was thanks to to ptcgo so i tip my my cup to you cheers ptcgo i still have a little bit more time with you uh but love you buddy uh i'll never forget (laughs) you pour one out for the homie yes we're pouring one out for the homie um, <laughs> anything else you want to add to um, PTCGO as it's going away?
1: No, 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 nothing, nothing specifically for for PTCGO on that. Uh, uh you will be missed by uh, a lot of people in this community, so know that. And then, uh, yes, uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's move
0: on from PTCGO and go a little bit to PCG- PTCGL. Um, I know there's a lot of hate for this uh, client, um, and a lot of it's deserved. But I think a lot of it is actually not deserved. Um, of course, a year ago or whenever this the you know the, the the version came out, there were a lot of bugs, and you know they're still working through things, and they deserve a lot of what uh, you know criticisms are coming. Um, but overall, the gameplay I've I've heard criticisms on the gameplay. Um, after playing a good handful of games on there, uh, I almost prefer it. Or I pretty much I I, I prefer it over uh, PTCGO. Uh, of course, when there's when there's bugs in the game, that's a completely different story. They do need to shore that up, um, but I think that's one of the biggest uh, arguments people have for it is is the in-game play is not enjoyable, and I definitely think people are being a little Judgmental on that portion when, the, or a little harsh on their judgments uh, when they maybe shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, um, I agree on that. Like, um, I don't under, I don't, I understand. I don't necessarily agree with the the in game play is unfun. Um, I don't know if you like playing Pokemon, you'll enjoy the game. Uh, as much as you would like playing it on a tabletop, I feel like. Um, Now, be that it's, you know, an online client, you kind of maybe expect a little bit more bells and whistles to the play, Mm -hmm. which uh, there is room for them to add more, and we see that a little bit, which, you know, everything they do add comes with another layer of criticism. But yeah, uh, I think... Currently, the game you can play the game without a whole lot of bugs and, and issues. Like, I, I don't know. I think one thing that I'm going to just keep reiterating is this isn't like someone went like PTCGL went like, okay, copy and paste PTCGO and, and then let me just start like changing the graphics. Like, right, they had to build a card game from the ground up. And all of the interactions with it. That's why we see things with like bugs still, because they're things that were bugged and glitchy that came through on, on online. Will probably have to get reworked through as bugs and glitches in live, because there's maybe some weird interactions with cards. Like it's just they're they're redoing everything, and it's building a new infrastructure so they can add more to the game which is hopefully in those cool bells and whistles with stuff that we can see on the screen to make the play experience even more playable but right now i think we have a function a, a functionally playable game uh, client that everyone can enjoy right and i, I just hope that we can all just kind of now that they're moving on which i i applaud pokemon for like you know basically
0: putting a line in saying.
1: Put yeah, putting a line in the sand and moving it along and i just hope people get behind it and rather than like grab pitchforks just you know 100 get behind it and and, and try and help improvement when you need it you know submit the bug reports so i've done it a couple times for things that i don't think work right um and just ho- hopefully get it improved
0: Right. I, I agree. Um, there, There's definitely things they de- need to improve upon. But I think, uh, the, like you said, the game is functional. There are some pluses and minuses. I want to start with a couple of the pluses. Um, I think the, the first and foremost, the dusting is just superior than trading. I understand it's a trading card game and we can't trade. But have you been on the trade market when a new set drops? Uh, whenever, you know, Arceus drops, whenever Mew drops, whenever, you know, the, you know, Lugia, when it drops, those, you know, those V stars, V maxes um, are like 40 packs. That's just, that's just the, not not even the basic. If you get a V version of those, those meta cards, it's going up to 20 packs. That's, if you do the math, that that is a lot of packs just for the, the main attackers or the main, uh, whatever makes that deck good um uh, on on live the dusting system the dusting system is so great um yeah i mean you're going to put everybody's going to be able to port stuff over um in the long term when you open cards when you play if you play even lightly daily um just just getting those daily rewards um keeps you up to pace um and if any random booster packs you get all uh, right any booster pack is value um is dust Uh. Any rare once you get over those four marks uh, is like a hundred dust. Um uh, it, it's definitely sustainable. It definitely keeps uh as my dogs go crazy, uh it definitely will keep the player base um able to get those meta decks early. Um if they're any kind of you know consistent player, it should not be an issue. Um, you know, keeping up with with the meta uh in that case. So that there is a hundred percent. Uh no doubt in my mind that this system is a thousand times better um after having a big portion of sample size on both
1: yeah i I think I think what what people are gonna end up doing people who play the game, even if you are a player that's like, I use this for like I don't like, I test I, I play one one deck or something like that like I don't I don't and you. You are a person that i like i don't buy pokemon cards i buy the singles i need for the decks or something like that i don't buy product i i feel like you weren't just buying like you weren't just getting cards like on online you were probably buying codes and trading so you were just spending money on on the singles online this is you're gonna be you're gonna end up spending money on codes to burn for dust at one point in time Man. yeah uh, but if you're doing that's, that, that that's, um, that's the equivalent yeah is is one point in time where you're going to be like I'm running low on dust and you're just going to buy codes to dust.
0: Okay, I I that might like, be the case and that may be the case for people if you're not playing super consistently, but the 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 biggest difference in that scenario is um on PTCGL, uh you can buy codes from a year ago, 2 years ago and those those codes are just as valid to get you dust, which are those codes are cheaper. Um, currently, yeah. you know, you have to get the new set, which those codes are at a premium um, to get those yeah. codes. So it's definitely, is not apples to apples, even in that situation.
1: I, I'm not saying that they're going to go, um, I'm going to like, oh, okay, new set releases. I need to go buy 50 codes of this new set. You're mm. just going to be like, all right, what, 50 what's codes the deck I going to you build? You, you're going to be like, what's the deck I want to build? Oh, I want to build this, you know, uh, this carnivore deck. So, do, 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 oh, I need this dust. Uh, I'm out a little low on dust. Let me go to the Potown store or PTGO store and buy fifty codes of. What do I have a lot of? Oh, it's uh Chilling Rain. Let me get some Chilling Rain codes in here so mm-hmm. I can get some dust. Like that's. It's not even buying code. It's just buying codes to get dust because unfortunately there's not a manual way to dust, but you do get dust dust playing the game. So like if you keep up with playing enough, you might not even need them
0: do that so right. who knows right oh i again so that i mean i think that's the you know the pros The i mean the definite con though you know is quality of life con i think it where it's not the actual in-game play is it's deck creation um even just copy pasting um to create a deck um is kind of a hassle it is not nearly as good as ptcgo I, there's definitely room for improvement there um and being able to just view your cards and collection just to, you know, to scour through things. Maybe you're just trying to see what if there's any de- cards that you're that you forgot you forgot about that, you know, might be relevant. Uh, it's just harder to do that right now. Um, so it's I'm a... my biggest ask is right. if they were going to fix anything priority wise is make sure the bugs are gone. Second, quality of life, deck building and collection uh, accessibility.
1: Yeah, deck building is just not as intuitive as it is now. It kind of just kind of flows easily. But you almost kind of need to know what you're looking for to make deck building work when it comes in in live. You can't kind of just like... It's hard to just like, what do I want to do here? Like, what card am I looking for? And then just kind of peruse what you have and see if this is an option. Um, It's more of a, like, plug-and-play kind of system. So if you know what you're looking for... It's not too bad but most people don't necessarily like build decks that way so yeah uh, if they know yeah. what they're looking for they're copying and pasting the list it's a lot so
0: 100%. i agree with you there yeah
1: uh, all in all, all i think
0: you know it was you know it's it's time to move on uh give live a chance i know there's a lot of community hate for it but um you know throw some you know games in there form your own opinion and if you're not liking it um Voice it to Pokemon through their forums. Uh, let them know what they need to improve on because if I've learned anything being in this community and dealing with um, you know Pokemon, never not necessarily directly, um, is they do listen to the community and they 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 want to make a good client for us. Um, so you know, let's steer them right instead of just saying, "Hey, you're doing this wrong."
1: Yeah, yeah. But second that fully. And if you plan on migrating any point in time. Uh, my only super word of advice is, if you have a lot of deck lists on PTCGO, just start copying and pasting the text files so that you can copy and paste them back into live. Because that's the only thing that doesn't migrate is your deck lists. So, uh, and trust me, you will not want to build decks that many decks over and over again. Right. So Chuck is in the process of doing that now. Yes, <laughs> I got I got excited. So I hit yes. migrate. I wanted I wanted all of my older sword and shield cards in, in my live account.
0: Yeah, I have I no of, bling cards or basically no bling cards on live right now. So as soon as I do make that migration, um, full bling, gold, gold, gold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what I was just going through. some like going through and highlighting some cards that I was missing from decks I've been wanting to play. And I was like, oh, wait, I do have I have more full art bosses now. Oh, I have some gold cards here so I can make it fancy. So, right. Nice.
0: No, I can't wait for that. Um, all right. So um, let's go on and get into the middle of our show. Um, let's get into some uh, trivia now. It's time for trivia, trivia, trivia. So, Chuck, I do have a single card for you. Um, this one is in the vein where it might be a simple layup but it also might just be so simple that it is hard maybe um so hopefully it's the latter um so we're gonna play guess that pokemon this ability and or attack belongs to um standard usual uh so today's pokemon attack is dragon energy
1: It's Reggie Drago. The attack on one of the the single prizers, I think.
0: Okay, so you're gonna say Reggie Drago? Yeah, Reggie Drago. With no deliberation, and you got it right.
1: I was <laughs> hoping <okay>. like that. <laughs> Your
0: whole like uh, demeanor was like, "Am I blowing?" I this? was try- I was trying to make you at least question yourself. Gosh, I need to like step up my uh, trivia game, I guess. Gosh, I thought it was so simple. It's like dragon energy. Like, I thought you were going to say that. it's that's just the, a card. That's, the, that's a card, not an attack.
1: That's the that's not the uh, attack, with the one with dragon sword, right? No, hammer in is the
0: other attack. This one does and, one or two forty minus this attack does twenty less damage for yeah. I always, I always I always
1: I was one of the people that were like I'm gonna put three Reggie Dragos in my Reggie deck because I like that attack more than uh a third Regilecki, but I never did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh obviously not really even seeing success in the Reggie deck, so I thought again maybe I would trick you and you think it was a different uh, dragon type uh, attacker. So fail on my part.
1: No, unfortunately you didn't get me with that one. But I have I have one single card for you right I here. Can almost guarantee you I will not get it as quickly as you did. <laughs> so I will again I will play the same game and guess this Pokemon this attack or. Uh, ability belongs to and this attack is called impulse. <sighs> Dr- draconic impulse
0: draconic draconic impulse I have a feeling this was like Drampa Dr- I'm gonna just say Drampa.
1: I think I think it's grandpa. Uh that is incorrect. Dang it. <laughs> you had uh you're all around the same same ideas, a very lesser known dragon Pokemon. But this was no, Flygon B. E. Flygon B. Um, e. Yeah, yeah. Seen uh only seen in the uh one iteration of the RCS deck with Flygon, Beedrill, and Santa Conda, and then this Flygon because it uh, does 160. And if your opponent's active Pokemon is a Pokemon VMAX, this attack, this attack does 160 more damage, and then you discard three energy. But, you know, 300, basically 320 damage to disc, disc KO VMAX. Pretty
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the card's never really actually seen a lot of play. Um, I know some people try to throw it in Reggie Drago, uh, V star now sometimes, right? Um, yeah, I mean, the be... problem with that card is it's a basic. So sometimes you start with it and you're just like, well, yeah, poop.
1: yeah that is always the problem.
0: Right. All right. Well, that was a pretty good one. You got me. I know. I mean, I guess I didn't really get that close, but I, I was in the ballpark at least.
1: That was a double dragon, double dragon trivia.
0: It, that, good game.
1: <laughs> double double dragon energy reprint? What? No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> Please no. <laughs> Garratino would uh, be
1: busted. <laughs> he would be. They would I mean a lot of them dragons would Garretino
0: be is gonna be busted after rotation anyways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fox doesn't everyone says scoop up and it's gonna kill it. I don't I
0: don't, I don't mean, think so. Now changing their so. mind. <laughs> Lost Box is not dead after rotation, even without net. It's it's gonna sting, but it's not dead.
1: Yeah. All right. So um this point of the time we usually go to random card madness, but we are gonna pull out uh, one of our tier lists that we we've we've keep going back to because we keep adding new cards to it. We have our radiant Pokemon tier list, all right, and uh You know, we have two new Pokemon. Uh, We have Radiant Charger Bug and Radiant Eternatus. To I completely forgot about Charger (laughs) Bug, so this can be interesting. (laughs) Uh, I now I will I will we want to reassess any of our current Pokemons? Um, yeah, I think so. I think we're gonna
0: we need to move uh, both Venusaur and Sneasler up a level. Um, They're currently sitting at B or C tier, Um, but, you know, obviously the Sneasler has seen some pretty decent success in the Weezing deck, the Weezing Eternatus, Um, and there have been a couple decks that, you know, Durant, even though it's not really that meta, um, but being able to just draw cards uh, after the fact, uh, after you attack is pretty good, so that means you're never going to deck out.
1: okay so we want to move venusaur from c tier to b tier and sneeze Mm. from c tier to b tier yeah i think b tier isn't saying like it's gonna
0: win or anything but i think those are are cards that see enough play in decks that you know have some kind of win capability uh everything else in c tier um Still just doesn't feel that great.
1: They're a more extremely niche than I think even the B-tier de- uh, Pokemon that we have, which is currently Gardevoir, Jirachi, Venusaur, and Sneasler is in B-tier. Um, so that leaves Blastoise, Heatran, Halucha, uh, Alakazam, and Sarina in C-tier. Um, I'm okay with that. I am actually going to put pitch the argument that we move Jirachi from B tier to A tier. Because I think in decks that don't necessarily need uh, like a Greninja or a Charizard and or have a little bit of a setup time, I think Jirachi is a really cool opening Pokemon and can just like, it's a win-win, I think.
0: Yeah, you, knock, you either knock something out or it knocks you out and you just get cards you want. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, th- again, it, Jirachi's not really in any meta decks right now. Uh, it is in the Zora Arc, you know, the, the Zora Arc box. Um, yeah. And being able uh, even just to use its ability to draw cards to get, you know, the combination pieces you need for the next attack uh, feels pretty good. But obviously, Marnie's still a thing path at a peak still thing. That These are things that can knock them down, but I mean, I, I won't... A, a tier needs something, so I, I guess Jirachi, I guess, could go up there. Okay.
1: Alright. That is going to lead us into the first of two Pokemon, uh, which we have uh, Radiant Bug. We'll go to him first, and I should have pulled up exactly what he does, but when you uh he has an ability and a meaningless attack i believe but when you um you have ranger charger bug on the bench whenever a player attaches an energy card from their hand to one of their pokemon fee you put two damage counters on that pokemon so it's that's called shocking block and then the linear attack does 30 damage to one of your bench to your opponents no 30 damage to one of your opponent's pokemon um so you're gonna hit anybody with that 30 damage for one lightning. Um, this is just very unassuming and una, uneventful for me for uh, right. I mean
0: going into the next of-
1: meta, um, you know, there may see play with
0: like that damage, um you know, being viable, um, setting up for, for one shots or potentially two shots. Uh, but currently, yeah, obviously we still have Greninja and, and Charizard both in S tier. Um they're in one deck or another, uh basically for consistency or attacking. Uh I don't see him going I, he's not quite as bad as you know D tier, uh, but I, I, I'd throw him in C.
1: Bottom C. I was gonna make an argument for D tier because the thing that makes it really bad for me is that it's it's relegated to just pokemon v which are literally being phased out of the game at the moment true so, i mean
0: they're still going to be relevant for at least it, another
1: 6 months after rotation right yeah yeah they they're still going to be like they they will still be relevant but they're going to be even less and less relevant as it goes along and i don't know i feel like he's going to lose a lot of relevancy really quick Plus his attack does really nothing. <laughs>
0: He's gonna lose
1: relevancy really quick and he didn't even start with any. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I tend to put him with EV because that was the same sure. thing. But I'll give you a C tier. I was saying
0: very you. bottom of the C tier. So I don't think there's much of a difference where we're placing him.
1: Yeah. Um, the that leads us to a good old Radiant Eternatus. Um The uh, with the climactic gate ability, when you play this Pokemon from your hand on top onto your bench during your turn, you may search for your deck for up to two Pokemon VMAX and put them onto your bench. Then shuffle your deck. If you use this ability, your turn ends. So, uh, yeah, uh, I really, really like this Pokemon. Um, I think I wanted to. I want to put him next to Jirachi in A tier uh, because I think he will enable Archetypes of decks uh, that will play him, obviously, for this ability. Uh, his attack is actually pretty good. Uh, power Beam, if you you know play a Fire or Dark Energy deck, Fire, Dark, Colorless attack. But for that 3 energy, 200 damage is pretty good. Uh, so he can be an attacker if you choose to try and charge him up mm-hmm. and uh right. the the Vmax, the the keeping Vmax is relevant into the future with the speed of this card i think you're going to see him hang around but obviously he's only going to work in an archetype so like i think that's why he's going to be relegated just to a tier to me
0: so i i argue that you might be having him a little high um Obviously, his ability is busted being able to get two uh, to, uh, VMAX onto the bench, uh, you know, to start uh, the game, especially if you're going first. But the problem is most of these V's, VMAX Pokemon um, either A, already have an engine that can get them out uh, pretty consistently and in a timely manner, uh, a.k.a. Duraludon uh V star, uh, Arceus or Arc or Arctura, um, or they're kind of just irrelevant right now. Uh, and I don't know if just the speed of them getting them out, uh, is enough to really make any of these V stars like super relevant, uh, going forward. Obviously, it's not going to find its way into Mew. Mew's good on its own. Uh, so I mean, I, I think it's definitely playable, it leads to deck building creativity. Um and opens up some doors, but I still I'm gonna hold back and say B tier uh until proven wrong. But I mean ultimately you're the you're the puppet master when it comes to this tier maker. Uh so you place them where you need to place them.
1: Um see, I don't know. Maybe I'll save my defense of him. Uh <laughs> later if proven correct or wrong i feel like his his viability will hinge on the viability of the pokemon that he can bring to the table right Uh, because even if he uh if he can only bring wet noodles to the table then it really doesn't matter how good the ability is so um
0: yeah, I mean TBD like it's still very early and, and I haven't really seen a lot playing um on ladder um and in the and the ones that I have I think it's been a little lackluster um from the the early testings of you know random people on the ladder
1: yeah all right well I will leave them in B and then maybe argue him his uh, his way to a after we can the- definitely
0: revisit this in the future but what say you guys I would like to hear? uh our,
1: yeah. the you know the community's opinion on where you know especially you're trying to i will i will post this on twitter with the release of our episode and uh see see how people think about this tier list and let us know where people think they should or should not be okay real quick where is this where's the second art of radiant Charizard go? <laughs> is it better or worse than the original Radiant Charizard? It's better. Better? Okay. But there it's worth go. less. Uh, so, <laughs> with
0: that being said, I think it's a good time to take a break and hear a word from our sponsors.
1: The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league, Mondays at 6 p.m. All right. Thank you again, Sports Car Junction. Uh, Always great having them sponsor the show because it lets us do cool things like giveaway ETBs, and we've got another one starting for the month of February because it's a new month and uh so jake we got a new keyword yes we do uh and the
0: today's keyword is goodbye
1: yes so this this week's keyword is goodbye yes and as a reminder keep track of that send it into us what you think the keyword that send that keyword in or keep track of it because we will have uh, multiple keywords uh and so listen all of for, them turned in with your listen next week for the next keyword it'll get you entered in to win a free ETB shipped to you no cost no or money. hand
0: delivered depending on where you live uh <laughs> yep. the, the last two i got to hand deliver uh to some of the locals so we need to spread the love outside of pittsburgh although i love giving uh product away to people in pittsburgh <laughs> Um, you know, we our community is uh you know a little bit further out than just in the berg.
1: Yeah. That's what it'll be shipped to you or brought to you uh for free. Uh so get those entries in, all brought to you by sports car junction. So thank you to them again.
0: Yes, thank Bye. you, Sportscar Junction, and you know, everybody involved there.
1: One last keyword reminder, it is goodbye. Keyword goodbye. All right. That means It's time for the news. this week's news, we kind of talked about the news in the opening. That was the big thing.
0: Yeah, it was was a big one. Um, And a good time to reflect. But there are little uh, things here and there other than PTC. The only
1: other uh, note uh, I wanted to bring up, um, there were some promos brought up too, but I'm not going to go over those are not really anything to write home about uh, besides them being new Pokemon uh, from Gen 9 but uh, our second unnamed Scarlet Violet set uh, which uh, if you keep track of when we should get sets uh, was thinking is going to be released in May but it is shifting again so it's going to be uh, pushed back to June June 30th is the, is the next set release um, so uh, that's going to give us a full three months between sets so this I don't know if this is like the new schedule or just uh, because of all the shenanigans with C- Scarlet and Violet and everything like that, but because um, we usually yeah. see four a, a four a year. Um, but
0: yeah, I think this may be a move to try to align us with uh, the Japan meta and finally get us all on the same page um, ever so, cl- uh, you know, getting ever closer uh, to inching into that that point where we're in the same meta worldwide, I guess, uh, is the okay. ultimate goal. So I th- that may be a portion of uh, trying to line that up down the road.
1: Yeah, we are currently sitting exactly one set release behind because Crown Zenith released the day that Scarlet and Violet EX released in Japan. And uh, I think our Scarlet and Violet is set to release the day they get something else so um, right we shall see if if we ever catch up that one more just to have global releases so that that would be nice that would be nice
0: that about does it for the news let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation um a, a couple things i wanted to clear up um i think i don't know if i said this earlier already on the podcast uh last week's episode i said orlando regionals was that coming up weekend that's already passed uh, I was mistaken. I got my dates wrong um, when we talked about preparing for Orlando Regionals. I think uh, obviously uh, that is this coming up weekend. We've already kind of uh, talked about the meta game, what decks we would bring, what decks we expect to play, um, and all that. So we're not going to really expand upon that. Um, I do want to just talk at like high level about like decks and and, and net decking and stuff like that. Um, But before I do that, uh, we do have a little bit of business to settle. Um, Chuck, we did kind of mention already that you did lose your team challenge, unfortunately. Uh, And we did have a bet uh, going on, you know, which team would last longer and go further in the tournament. Uh, My team is going on. Your team is not, unfortunately. Um, I didn't want to do it this early, unfortunately. But, and I keep saying that word, let's try not to say it anymore. Uh, but you are getting punished, my friend. Um, but I guess fortunate or maybe not, not uh, for you is I don't remember what card I said I was going to, and I'm too lazy to go back uh, in time and re-listen to any of our previous episodes. So what I'm going to do is, uh, per this uh, episode releasing, I will put up a Twitter post. Uh, community, it is up to you. I'll put a couple. Uh, I'll I'll put a couple options up there. Uh, to what card Chuck should be punished with? Uh, to have to play a four of at his next locals, uh, and we 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 need to make it a little at least accessible. Uh, that way Chuck can just jump into it and play. Uh, we don't want any of this. Oh, I had I I had to wait for cards and blah blah blah. No, you need to play it. Not this week. The following that week was, is right. a must.
1: I am going to say this now. I am not playing it this Friday, the the this this coming week because that as soon as the week this the low the first locals after this podcast released because it is the first day we can play Crown Zenith. I have a new deck that I've been itching to play. That I'm is playing. fine, a
0: hundred percent fine. But you know, we're gonna have this out for maybe a couple days while you know the community yep. votes. So what you have to be punished. It will give you a little bit of time uh to, to the following week to will, get a deck I will, ready
1: i will not drag my feet so much as getting it, uh fossils but uh this time but i don't i think we're going to xnay fossils Because we already did it anyway yes uh, uh so yeah i mean i have most things uh out there especially if it's a weird wacky trainer card i, I think i'm going to put
0: a bunch of trainer cards so i think uh, i know you don't like riley uh, community might vote that in uh Riley will be on the on the poll. It will be on the docket. There'll be amongst other things like hop and stuff like that. Um but
1: Riley will be there. Oh guys. Community do not vote Riley. <laughs> or vote Riley, I guess. I I just I honestly do not see a way to build a deck around that at the moment. So yeah, it's just gonna be like a bad deck if you make people here Riley. are
0: my cards. It's just gonna Please be Please give me the ones it. I want.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's fine. You guys, know, you guys
1: know me. Whenever I get these these punishments, I try and make the deck themed and make the, the card that you've asked for kind of play a central part into it and not just be a four of what i think honestly if you pick riley it will probably just be a four of because i do not see a way to build it so
0: going forward though the the one thing and i i agree with you you try to make a theme out of it you try to make the deck thematic and work and be viable but the thing that i you've lacked is you've not posted these lists on twitter we need something to archive these lists to remember them by I,
1: i have i definitely i I Believe I posted them somewhere,
0: okay. Well, it, I may of. I may be wrong, but uh, you, you need to make sure that that happens.
1: I will, I'm going to go through and find the list pictures. I will post all three of them now because we have the hop list, we have the Dan list, and we have uh, the fossils. So this will be number four, and uh, I think actually Dan was the most successful, but that's yes, it I was. <laughs> that's because <laughs> I played it into a meta with uh, that no one was expecting Stone stonejourner
0: so <laughs> speaking of Stone stonejourner and you know building decks net decking and stuff like that um i kind of you know this week i was heavy into listening to all the different podcasts um and an interesting topic really kind of came up on the lake of rage and i kind of want to steal uh, my thoughts here on this um you know going into these regionals uh you know, there's a lot of different types of players. There's, you know, tryhards like me. Um, there's, you know, aces like Azul or, or toward. Um, there are people there that are just very casual um, and people there, they're there for the first time just trying to get it in for the experience. So obviously there's a lot of different, you know, expectations depending on the player level you are. Um, but that being said, um, you know, if you're trying to get any kind of success here and, and win a, a few games here or there, um you know net decking is is a necessity especially to newer players um especially people you know even tryhards that may maybe not the best deck builders um there's nothing wrong with um you know cookie cutter um net decking because obviously these decks are consistent they they they're built for a reason uh they're they're great at what they do um and it, it is a good for players, you know, mid players and and below um, to really kind of take those decks and and learn them. Um, So again, don't be afraid to do that um, instead of just having to, you know, make a random pile of cards, especially if you're a newer player.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Especially if you, especially if you've been playing an archetype, um, of a deck, like I don't know, you play Muv Max. You've been playing Lugia, Palkia, whatever, whatever your archetype that you've been playing. Um, I always like to look up what has been doing well on Limitless in that archetype, just to see how the the core is built. Mm-hmm. Like, um, seeing what what is like the how the deck kind of the core of it is built. And then what are tech cards? So then you kind of notice what is necessary in the deck. And then you start seeing, like, if you start seeing things like, oh, you know what? Like this, this I don't know, this, this version of a deck has been doing well without X card, which you thought was a staple in the deck. Then you can be like, well, maybe I don't need that card then. And you can take that and then you have another deck slot for some other tech that might be better at the moment or something like that. I don't know. It just those those are those are things where I look at net decking and, and think of ways to change what I currently think about a deck uh that I have built differently. Right.
0: And and another thing is um, you know, to add upon that, there's two two things I want to go avenues here. Um when you take a deck that is a known Come on, you you co- copy paste it from Limitless page. Um, you know the 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 pro obviously is it's consistent. Uh, you know it's or there's been a lot of testing in it, and it, it's it been proven itself at one point or another, right? Um, but the bad thing is that you you run against it, You know any competent player or you know you know mid player above, uh, they'll know what that deck does. They'll know that generally um, that that deck. Within fifty-eight cards of you know what it what you you are playing, so they'll know your outs as well as theirs. Uh, so it's more than likely that that matchup is scripted, especially if it's you know top top decks versus top decks. Um, so just to keep that in mind, so it is consistent, but it also is known. So it kind of works both ways against you, um, which is not a bad thing. It's just kind of just something to be aware of. But to kind of add to Chuck's point, where you just said. Um, if you're starting with a deck, um, especially if you have a little bit of time, say you're playing Lugia and you're you're paying attention to the meta, um, you know maybe there's you know four or five cards that uh, you know tech cards that can help with the matchup uh, that is hot for the you know that time period time um, period. But in saying that, like when you're adding these cards, um, don't make sure you you know overextend for like like if you're playing Lugia, don't overextend for like a Volt deck. Uh, where that might be like maybe 10, 5, 6% of the meta. Um, But like, if you, if you make a tech, um, does it help you in any other matchups too? So is it multi-use? Is it a card that will help you, you know, versus A and B um, decks instead of, you know, just A and then everything else is a dead card. Um, So always keep that in mind when you're, you know, maybe trying to, Change up what your deck um can do consistently or have text there um, is have, you know, an open mind of what it can do in other matchups as well.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's good to see what what techs are available for um certain matchups that you can see. Like, like with Lugia, you have a lot of different options. But like um, I'm gonna dumb it down real easily. Like, uh, for me, this weekend, uh, I was playing a mu deck, and, and like you can see, whether Drapion, actually including Drapion in your own mu deck, is a worthy option or not. You know, like you like maybe you didn't think of that. Like, oh, I could do that, and then you see that as a tech, and then you can make decisions on what you're potentially going into, on whether to include these decks, these texts, when you've compiled them from a bunch of different places. Like, uh, like I'll go back to Lugia. Like you know, you have like uh, a Stoutland, or uh, whether you want to use Raikou, whether you want to include Manaphy or Dunsparce. Like based on you know, based on what you think you're going to be seeing in in the field, you can maybe you can only include two of the four cards I mentioned. So you can pick the best two for what you think you're going to see. Because um, I. Back to my Mew deck this weekend, went into a field where I was thinking I would I built a deck for a field where I was not planning on seeing any other Mew. Um, but then I played the deck into it like into a different tournament that had a lot of Mew into it, and it was really right, it could have become very useful. So you have to like that's tailoring the deck, one or two cards just to each tournament, whichever you go to. Right. And there's also
0: um, you know, different cards for consistency too. Uh obviously it's no secret. I've been on Lost Box for the last like two or three weeks. Um, really trying to make that work. Obviously, you want to know what your 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 deck is good against and what it does well and what maybe can potentially make it do it even better. Um, you know, watching, you know, playing this weekend in the pseudo mirror, um you know, they, I was playing against a lost box that didn't have a cram and I'm like thinking, okay, well, um, I go second, I just kind of win because, uh, you know, I can just cram and whatnot. Um, but he had a couple other cards that were, you know, a little bit different, but it helped get uh, that lost zone into that seven a little bit quicker, right? Uh, and in, in in saying that is also good against other matchups, so um having having like the lost vacuum um having cards like the pokey stop um those are cards that just like draw more cards that are not necessarily great always depending on what your your like the version of lost box you want to play um like obviously i've been playing more of a consistent you know uh mid to late game hitter um but you know cards like that if you want to say hey i want to shift gears and hit early instead of late um to put the, that pressure on there are other cards that you can do you know like like those cards i was saying um that might do that so d- does the meta game warrant that um that's up to you to decide right so um if you think like the Vika volt deck is going to be a big thing this this time around like if you're going second you have one turn to um one turn to really get it going so if you can do that early um and get it consistent cool uh yeah i think then you're just in a good position uh but if you know be you know if you don't think you're going to see that um or and and if you do then sometimes you might get locked out um and not in a good spot so always just be aware of what your your deck your deck's weaknesses and strengths are and then maybe you know depending on what the meta game is uh play a couple tech cards that might change uh you know that matchup completely um but make sure that it's not just one specific uh if at all possible uh unless you are dead set hey i'm gonna see like three uh three lugias Uh, i need to change this now or something like that
1: yeah 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 i i get behind all of that
0: yeah so i mean again just uh you know making different choices also um you know, going a little bit against the norm, even up to like five cards in any given deck, um, really can just throw your opponent off, too, because they're like, oh, I'm assuming, you know, this this play is coming up. He's going to do X, Y, Z uh, to to lead into this. But hey, maybe you throw a couple different cards in there and then, you know, your opponent doesn't see it coming uh now now they're not sure and then like like game two like you, you go in and then you maybe play another card that helps you in a different way uh that it's not expected then they're like really like i don't know what this deck's doing now because it's completely different than than i'm expecting so my game plan's not necessarily as as cut and dry as i'm assuming it's going to be um which can play head games with your opponents and could you know lead into misplays uh depending on the situation so um, always keep that in mind too, but also don't just throw them in a whim because obviously um, you make bold choices and it might favor you um, and help you out, but it's also a riskier play because you can make these choices. Um, and we talked to Jake Earhart about this, like for every great idea um, where he puts an Articuno with jelly in there that just works. Uh, there was, you yeah. know, two or three that maybe just kind of lost some games because they on paper or in the head game on the head sims, it sounds great, but uh, in reality, sometimes it's not. So it's always good to get that testing in, um, if at all possible.
1: Yeah, but uh, just to go back to, to, like, to reiterate what you were saying, it is it is good to have kind of like a wrinkle that will keep your opponent guessing
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, um, making it just so they're. Not a hundred percent sure what may be in in the pile of cards across for them. Um, so that they are, are are not completely sure of every out that you have or that you, you have an out that they are unsure of that might be there. So it, it is good to do those types of things. And um, I'm gonna uh, bring up a like a, a thing that like Sander did in his deck list for Liverpool. Which was, I think, two or three weeks ago. That um, everyone questioned his one of qu- crushing hammer in his deck list uh, because it's a a one of flip card. But uh, he, when he, when questioned about it, he said, "Well, I play one of. You see me use it. People know what type of decks I play. They'll assume I'm playing four. So then they're playing around, right? Crushing hammers. Yeah, and I, I mean." Only- you're hundred percent right. Um,
0: you know, when your this opponent assumes that, <laughs> that it can make not, them play
1: differently. Yeah. I'm not saying that like, the, the, I mean, this is a very like high level kind of like gamble for Sander that may or may not have worked. He already immediately said after the tournament that he's cutting that card anyway. So take that with, with that as a grain of salt too. Um, but uh, like the, That's where things like just a little bit of the unknown or like a one or two card change of what is kind of expected or game planned for can uh, keep your opponent kind of guessing or put them on their heels a little bit or make them make one decision differently that might open a window for you. 100% agree.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it, it definitely that favors the closed deck lists aka like any regionals we're going to um i would say is tend to stick more towards the cookie cutters um unless you think you have the exact spice in like a team challenge or something like that or online event um that way um you're, you're as consistent as possible as proven um and, and you're you know you want to know um you know they're, you're getting plan ahead of time for sure
1: yeah i i wouldn't say don't i I wouldn't say don't bring spice to uh, necessarily to team challenge, but don't expect to be unknown. Like mm-hmm. one, that's like a, one where that crushing hammer would not, they would not catch anyone off guard. They'd be like, oh, that's is one hammer.
0: Yeah. Two at that point, that is that specific example. That's a completely, basically but, a dead card. Cause it's like, yeah, nobody's but, scared uh, of a one cru- hammer.
1: Uh, like putting an echoing horn in your deck which is for whatever like if that's going to help you with a sneak play and you have the space for it put it in there they'll know it's there they may have to play around it but they may not be because maybe that play is just too good for for you to for to execute or something like that and they just can't they don't have a defense against it so right
0: yeah all right i mean i mean deck building you know is is definitely not the easiest thing to do in the uh, pokemon trading card game um that i think is what mainly sets apart the the great players um in in these metas uh so just keep at it um you know make changes as you see fit um but you, you know you'll never know unless you try so um always encourage deck creativity um, even if you fail you, there's always lessons there so don't be scared to you know take the risk if if necessary. Um, you know, if you're a mid player below, just you know, because th- that might give you that edge, uh, that you need, uh, versus some of these, you know, really seasoned players. Cause there's a lot of really great players out there that go to a uh, majority of tournaments. So that, you know, nothing's gonna, you know, catch them that off guard, really. Um,
1: so yeah, and, I mean, it, and practice it too. Practice it. If you really, yeah, if you really know that that's something that you, that you've, brought to the table you've reached into your bag of tricks and this patch of Risu is going to bring something to the table and, and just but practice the heck out of it so you know when and where you can't use it when when is it going to be good when you want to drop it because tornadus. another <laughs> another what's that tornadoes yeah yeah because that's the other thing that that tornadoes is like the same thing uh because it, if, if you can keep it in your back pocket for like as long as you want, like as long as you can through the game series of game, like uh, a like three game series, mm-hmm. like uh, that tornadoes with Azul. If if that tornadoes hit the table, game one, like Azul can plan around the tornadoes, like he sees it there. So, but if you can kind of like. I got this sweet Tricket, but I don't need it. This game, I'm kind of handedly winning it anyway. I don't need to bench this Pokemon just to show, hey, I got this. Yeah, keep it in your hand, keep it a little secret. So then next game, when he's not not planning around it, and you got this sweet Tornado that's gonna that's gonna switch your Pokemon, and then you hit him with it, and he hasn't played around, and he's just going like, oh crap. So that's that's why I say practice it so you know exactly when you need it. And when, so you're not using it as a crutch and you can uh, bring it out to give you that, that kind of like, not a gotcha, but a gotcha, like kind of as the, the, the play out of left field.
0: No, I agree. Um, you know, we could talk meta all day. Um, I thought it was a, you know, an interesting enough topic to, you know, you know, bring us there, uh, but. I think that's about going to do it, Chuck, unless you have anything else Pokemon-related that we need to uh, talk about this week.
1: Uh, No, no, that's all I got. Uh, I can't think of anything
0: else. All righty. So again, uh, uh, everybody, thank you for listening to the end. Don't forget uh, the key word of the day or the first word of the key phrase is goodbye. Uh, So thank you again for listening to us the end Um, if you want to stick around after our outro again we're going to do another last of us breakdown Uh, so thank you guys and we'll talk to you guys on the next one
1: thanks again for listening to the pittsburgh pokemon podcast Uh, as always if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like a rating or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is it goes a long way to helping out the pot. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at pinux one on Twitter,
0: as well as Chuck at WatchWhimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast
1: at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.
0: All right. Again, thanks, everybody, for listening to our Pokemon portion of the uh, the podcast. We're going to get into our Last of Us uh, TV show breakdown for this week, uh, episode three. Uh, Chuck, this week was the first week that the show drastically differed from the video game. Um, I think at least on my end, there was some pluses and some minuses. Uh, but I definitely want to get your take to start. What was your impressions? Did you like the change overall? Um, so
1: this episode was uh, different a lot of ways for me um, because it kind of stepped away from the pacing that we were built on a little bit mm-hmm. um, to give a lot... Basically... To tell Bill and Frank's story that uh, those of you who played the game, we all met Bill in the game. And if you didn't like him, then I don't think we all like Bill when we were playing the game. He's a pretty cool guy Mm -hmm. when you're going through. Um, But it basically gets the whole episode's flushing out his entire story with Frank, um, which they only touch on a little bit in, in the game um if you i think it, you think it also manages you have to like kind of unlock some extra goodies to get all the info mm-hmm. um i i think it had some pluses and minuses too this is the thing with me i enjoyed the episode i think the story the way they told and adapted his story differently uh i think it was beautiful um i think the episode was completely well done um But for me, personally, I felt like I was missing a little something for me because in doing the episode this way, I feel like we miss a little bit of the Bill we interact with in the game. Right. He's not nearly as
0: grumpy and
1: pissed off. Um, He is in
0: the show, but in the game, he, he definitely is more so.
1: Yeah, he is the same Bill, but I feel like We get a complete different aspect of them of what we're the interaction between Joel and Bill, and we get zero of Elliot and Bill. Um, Yeah, some
0: of those interactions were the the most entertaining, (laughs) for sure.
1: uh, So it is it is it is a a difference. Um, There's a give and take there. You have to. weigh it whether it was worth it or not uh i mean i think the episode was excellent but i do i will say that was the first episode where after it was over i kind of felt like it was missing something or i wanted a little bit more um from it Uh,
0: yeah and i think i know what it is but i want to first and foremost say um overall i agree with you um the episode and bill and frank's you know start to end of relationship through an apocalypse um, was beautiful. Um, I loved that portion of it. Um, Overall, um, you know, it didn't interrupt what's going to happen in the flow of the story overall, because obviously at the end, Ellie and Joel got there, um, saw the suicide note uh, from Bill um, and still got that car and were able to supply up just like they overall did in the game. Where I think the episode fell short for me, or the one thing that is missing. And if, and it would have happened in this episode per the game, um, but if it doesn't happen in the show, I think it's, it is a huge miss on the part uh, because I know it's a story um, and we got a lot of good, good stories there, but it was also part of the video game, the action scenes in Bill's town are some of the best um, and one in particular that if they if they completely cut out and don't put in somewhere else in the story which I, it might be hard to do um, at this point um, would be a huge miss as a Us fans and that is when you know Joel walks into a room and you know walks into a booby trap and is is hung upside down um hanging there because the fridge is a counterweight and then a bunch of zombies or a a bunch of infected come and try to attack ellie um and he's you know trying to protect her by shooting them out while he's hanging upside down like how iconic was that uh playing that game um which really set that game apart from a lot of other games that you play right so so you're seeing it upside down and trying to do that if they would have been able to incorporate that on top of it and give us that little bit of action, that little bit of uh homage to the fans. I think that was a, a very enjoyable part of the game um, just in visuals and playing it through and the sense of danger um, they were in, in that specific instance. And that's what we were missing from that episode. Um, not to take away from the, the love story of Frank and bill. I thought that was, it was well done. Um, and you know, the way they, they went out was great. And I think, you know, that was all good, but there was not a lot of action. Obviously, we are in a in a TV show that we, we do require some, and we were building up to it, like you said, with the first two episodes where we had a little bit, but Bill's Town is really where that action starts and that wasn't there.
1: Yeah. That was the thing about Bill's Town, um, which they changed they kind of changed up a little bit, is that for me, like they kind of dramatized that, like you know, he he built the thing and the 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 fence, and he would he would do he eat dinner, watch people walking, and you know that his traps and all of his stuff, and he he liked watching all that until Frank came by, and then he had something else, like something else to live for. But for me, it didn't seem like hard. For Bill, to set up a perimeter, like like it didn't seem like he really had to work for it.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was always it was like sunshines and rainbows his whole life through through this. Yeah, I mean, he was there for
1: twenty. He was there for twenty years. We saw him kill one, one zombie walker, and defend against raiders once, which he actually got shot in the process. The one time, so. Like that for me, it just like it didn't seem like he like had to work that hard. Where in the game, like Bill was a lot of no nonsense because he was more battle tested, hundred percent. Yeah, he was more battle tested. He did it, he's been doing this for 20 years, so he knows that he can't like be no it's no nonsense because uh, he's stayed alive for 20 years. Um so that's that was like kind of the miss too. And for me, but I mean, the way they changed it, I don't want to say that it's bad because I really enjoy this take that they made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do see how it falls into it because, you know, The Last of Us is like a story of a love story uh, with love. That's the main thing. um uh, Through it. So it is nice to see an- another love story. But uh the the Joel interaction like i when you come bill saves you in the game doesn't he? well like,
0: yes yeah right right <laughs> at the beginning that's how you're introduced to him
1: that's how you're introduced for bill like so like for me like up until this point like Joel like we keeps all the time that we're seeing Joel on tv he's kind of failing at everything he's doing i mean mm-hmm. it happens a lot in the video game cuz you fail in the beginning uh with your daughter like getting her out of it alive that doesn't work you're you're failing at getting in the show you're failing at getting the battery you're failing at keeping tess alive like for me it would have been another failure to walk ellie into almost certain dude tomb again which is what happens in the game and then bill bill saves you and bill sets you on the path of being Um, Now this may still like the way they twisted it set you on the path of being better, but like, I don't know. He doesn't like, for me, it's kind of like, Oh, well then someone just needs to tell Joel something. And automatically he's better. Like he doesn't need to like have an extra near life death experience or something like that. Like which came from the hanging upside down on the rope,
0: uh, which was again, that's that, that was the biggest miss for me um you know overall he's still getting set up they're still they still got the the truck at the end of bill's town like like it did in the in the show um you know a little bit of a difference obviously ellie took a gun uh threw in her backpack a little earlier um where she's getting access to gun um so we'll see what they do with the with the next episode but the next episode if it's following pittsburgh following uh, you know the game we're going to Pittsburgh now uh yeah. so Pittsburgh's on the way there's a couple more iconic scenes uh characters battles uh so I hope the Pitts. I hope they won actually go to Pittsburgh and don't cut it out um and just make it some random no no town um and two you know if they you know stay true to that episode because I think the way you know what everything that transpired in Pittsburgh in the video game, was perfect i mean i i see where they could go off with bill and tell that story with frank um but with with uh with sam um uh, and i forget i forget henry um it, it, when they're, I, they're I feel like
1: show.
0: what's that they're in the show they're in the show but i i feel like that it needs to be um pretty accurate to the video game i think
1: yeah uh well part of me i'm 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 hoping they deviate a little bit. I don't know how, rant like how many episodes they have, but I would, um, I would almost prefer two episodes in Pittsburgh at this pace. Like maybe a little bit more character development to, to,
0: yeah. to build
1: up to a more action-oriented episode. Um, just because uh, at this point we've. We've we've played we've three we have three episodes and we've lost three people that like we care we should care about each episode. I mean mm. we've lost we lost Sarah we, lo- we lose Tess and they've introduced Bill and Frank and made us they've took away Bill and Frank yeah. and for those of you who haven't played the game, if you don't like if, if they somehow don't make Henry and Sam lovable, like it'll be weird. But also, like if they follow like I don't I don't want to spoil anything, but if they follow it, you're also like I don't I don't wanna stay don't on don't the same theme. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to stay on the same It'll be stay hitting the same themes and I don't know if that is the, the right way to go about it. I don't know,
0: right. I mean, but I think bro. they can they can definitely slow burn the season. Um, they don't have to rush to the end. Um, there's definitely a lot of stories they could be telling uh that you, we can learn about these characters um and then maybe end this next episode like preparing to get out of the city of Pittsburgh um and then like the you know before that whole escape and then uh the the episode after could be the escape plus everything that happened afterwards that would be um you know pretty good there uh so i I'm do still for- still for, pretty hopeful for this, this show it's 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 still on track for me
1: yeah it's it's definitely i'm loving the show i have like this one offered a little bit of positive and negative criticism because it was a a huge deviation from what the story we know um and i can't honestly say whether it was good or bad like it's just different and i enjoyed what we watched um so i'm intrigued with what continues to happen I will add on, I hope we get a little bit of the sewer town in Pittsburgh. I don't know if we're going to spend... I don't think they'll spend as much time there as we kind of did in the game. How long it kind of took through to get there, because it was kind of just an area to make you play through. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, But I hope they touch on it, because the what happens in there, like what you learn, what happened there is also like kind of pulls on the strings a little bit. So I agree. Yeah. I mean, we're going to
0: Pittsburgh, hopefully, Um, you know, the show is still great. I'm excited for the future of it. Um, Obviously uh, we did love to see, you know, the the new take on Bill and Frank, um, you know, but was missing a little bit of that action that we were hoping for. Uh, cause Bill's town did have a lot of really good action there. Um, but overall I still give it a positive mark. Um, and overall on the series so far after three episodes, definitely, um, still feel that it is the best rendition of a video game that we have.
1: Oh, it is definitely the better. It, it is definitely one of the best adaptations I've seen on, on TV so far. So, uh, I uh, it's up there with me for video games it's number one I haven't seen a better video game adaptation even after three episodes so they would really have to go downhill (laughs) let's hope that does
0: not happen but in Druckman, we trust Uh, but I think that's going to do it for us um, for the week so again thank you everybody for listening to us on the After Hours Last of Us uh, portion of the podcast Uh, we'll do this for the you know the remainder of the season and then we'll go back to the regular scheduled uh, Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast with no after hours. Unless you guys really like the after hours and you want something like this, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be The Last of Us. It could be just Chuck and I uh, BSing around. Whatever you guys watch want. a different um, show. Yeah, we can watch a different show. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, is this just a passion project for us? Or is this something that you guys actually enjoy? Um, uh, so.
1: We might be doing it for Ahsoka too, whenever that drops. So maybe Ahsoka lives, baby. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you guys, uh, and
0: we'll talk to you guys next week.